As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This program is designed to provide general information with regards to the subject matters covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, sponsors, or station are engaged in rendering any specific and personal, medical, financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or any advice. You should seek the services of competent professionals before applying or trying any suggested ideas. Entrepreneur, fashion model, magazine publisher, Judith Mancini is dishing the details of your life and everything that is important to you. Love, sex, health, beauty, business, celebrities, and other juicy topics. And now, let's dish with Judith. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome and thanks for joining us today, Noelle. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I am amazing because we have this amazing, sexy. We've got some good energy in here. We do. We have great energy in here today. We have this really special guest, and I have to tell you how I met Gary Pudney, who is a broadcast legend, and we'll get into his background in a minute. But I met him at a really special Christmas dinner. well, at Christmas time a few weeks ago, <laughs> and he was the most charming dinner partner I have ever had in my life. He just amazed I can see me. that. You can see that, huh? I can see it. <laughs> I know. Gary, welcome. Thank you, Judith. Great to be here. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled you're here, and so is Noel. and we were teasing about here I am between two beautiful women. I'm <laughs> delighted, my God. We're delighted to have a handsome man in the studio. You're just our type. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Breathing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we like him like that. Okay, so let's go into your background. Gary is the former executive VP of ABC, and he is a star maker, and he's been behind Elizabeth Taylor and all sorts of people. Let's get into all of that, and and then we're going to talk about some of the charity work you do and the foundations and royalty. Very good. Well, let's start with Elizabeth Taylor. Okay. (laughs) Elizabeth Taylor was one of the nicest, loveliest ladies I ever met, and I had a long conversation with her one evening in the ladies' room of the old Uh bistro garden. Well, I met Elizabeth when I was 11 years old, and uh, I was a... Oh, my God. I I went to... And he's only 49. The MGM Studios in my cowboy outfit to get her autograph, and I stood outside and waited for her to come out with her mom, and I got Elizabeth Taylor's autograph when I was 11 years old, and that's when I first fell in love with her, and... uh, Got to know her through the years, and I had the great privilege of producing her 65th birthday as a two-hour wow. ABC television special. I remember that. Yes, it was all for the ETAF, the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation, which I'm proud to say I am a, an ambassador to the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation. And uh, Elizabeth, What does that involve? 
Excuse me? Being an ambassador to that. What well, does that involve? Well, what it involved is keeping her legacy alive and keeping uh, keeping ETAF, the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation, on the minds of people. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to hopefully produce some events in the next year uh, that will celebrate her legacy and her life. One of the wonderful things about that foundation is that all the money collected goes directly to uh, AIDS people and for food and for caring. And it's such such a worthy yes, indeed foundation. She, and she was one of the very first who recognized she, AIDS and she, indeed came she out was. to support the people. When her friend Rock Hudson was yes. dying, uh, she came to me at ABC. I was then, uh, you know, in charge of uh, all the specials and so forth, and asked me if I would produce a an event which we did at the Bonaventure Hotel which oh, was downtown the, yeah was was the first AIDS benefit ever done and uh, Betty Ford was the recipient of the honor that night it was called the gift of love and uh, we were able to get the first mention of the word AIDS from the White House and that would President Reagan sent a telegram that night which was read by uh, you know, one of the stars there, Burt Reynolds, and uh, that was the first mention officially of AIDS uh, from the White House. And I that remember was the, it well. That was the beginning of AMFAR, the American yes. Foundation for AIDS Research. So I've been tied in with Elizabeth all through those years, and uh, it was a great privilege to uh, convince her to let us celebrate her 65th birthday. We had Whoopi Goldberg present her first Social Security check. <laughs> and uh, great stars were there. Madonna was singing. And, you know, it was just a splendid, splendid night. And Elizabeth gave a wonderful speech. And she had all of her family there. Michael Jackson performed a special song that he wrote wow. called I Love You, Elizabeth. It was quite a night. And I'm happy to say the high, one of the highest rated specials of the year. Oh, and I was tuned in. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Beautiful. Rock Hudson lived uh, down the street from me. He was a neighbor. Ah. Yeah. Very good. Well, she yeah. she is iconic and uh she's and really would, Okay, do you think she's the most beautiful woman in the world or can you not say because you also knew Grace Kelly? Well, <gasps> oh, yeah, gosh. It was funny. A blonde we, and a brunette. When we did when I was at ABC, we did a special called Night of a 100 Stars, which the great Alexander Cohen produced. And the two guests were Princess Grace and Elizabeth Taylor, oh uh, two of the gosh. two of the people that were on the show. And uh, so I got to work with both those ladies at Radio City Music Hall. And uh, Elizabeth uh, came to me and said, uh, "Would I do a special favor for her?" And I said, "Yes." What's that? E.T. I called her E.T. And she <laughs> said, uh, "Can you go get me a hamburger?" <laughs> no. So that was the night of a hundred stars, and she had her hamburger. But anyway, she was something. And Princess Grace, of course, was you know one of the most beautiful ever. And uh, I think they were also two of the finest actors of our age. Absolutely, people think of their beauty and their classic looks well, they, and, they were, and their their personal lives, but they really were outstanding women. And I also think they were behind the women's movement of creating intelligent women Absolutely. who fought for rights for other people, both of them. They were they were real stars, you know, real movie stars, but still stars of life. And, and uh, style icons. There's I mean, no question still. about that. Yes, indeed. Princess That's Grace was, uh, you know, uh, a great actress, one, but a great humanitarian, too. And when she created the uh, Princess Grace Foundation, which was done, uh, you know, shortly after her death by her husband, Prince Rainier, I've been involved with that foundation for almost 25 years now. And uh, as a matter of fact, next September, we're going to do the Princess Grace Awards, which are usually done in New York. We're going to do them at the Palace of Monaco. And that's going to be very exciting. And that'll be presided over by Monaco's new princess, Princess Charlene, who is equally as beautiful as She princess is a Grace. beautiful woman, and she she's, just had twins. She's just gorgeous. Correct. And she just had twins, Prince, uh, prince Jacques. Honoré Renier is the son, and 
Princess Gabriella Maria Therese, the daughter. So she has the heir and the spare. <laughs> she, she sure does. I love Monaco. How fun. I do, too. I think it's one of the prettiest places it I've is. ever been. It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, there. and it's now uh, under the uh, reign of Prince Albert, who's probably... As I always say, I've you know I've been with the prince now for almost twenty five years. He, he is probably, if not the nicest, one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. He treats everyone the same, whether you're the king or the or the waiter. You get his attention, and he's a lovely, lovely man, and doing great, great work with his foundation for the environment. Yes, and we want to talk about that when we come back. But sure. Before we go to break, I want to ask you one question. What do you think about Tom Brady's deflated balls? Tom Brady's <laughs> deflated balls. That's a very, very good question. I think I'll toss that one over to his wife, Giselle. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Only one La Contessa Skincare, always searching the world to bring you the finest ingredients and techniques for a more glowing, youthful appearance. Introducing La Contessa Resveratrol Peptide Rejuvenating Cream. The latest innovation for the reduction of wrinkles combines the natural antioxidant properties of resveratrol with six of the most potent peptides available to address the effect of aging on the skin. Discover and try La Contessa Skincare for yourself at LaContessaSkincare.com. That's La Contessa Skincare. Skincare.com. Now you can hear us again on iHeartRadio for iPhone and Android. Get the app at iHeartRadio.com and search for your favorite shows. Okay, I was going to wait until the end of the show to talk about the foundations that Gary is involved with, but I would prefer because we were kind of segueing into it with His Serene Highness Prince Albert of Monaco. His foundation is into the environment, as Princess Grace and Rainier were also. Right. Well, but his is unique because it's something to do with saving the islands. Yes. Well, what is, his foundation is devoted to the saving of the oceans, the rising sea levels and ocean acidification and climate change. And Prince Albert's great-grandfather, Prince Albert I, was an ocean man and an oceanographic uh, leader, and uh, he's hmm. taken over that. He's a very important man in the world prince albert is for this this cause because it's a very serious problem and we just did uh, recently in october a three-day seminar with the prince at the annenberg estate in rancho mirage called Sunnylands, which the great walter annenberg uh, left for a meeting place for world leaders to discuss problems around the world so prince albert came in and we had 20 scientists from around the world, including the president of Tonga, uh, whose islands are disappearing. They're just sinking, or is the sand eroding and they're sinking? The sea or what, level what exactly is rising. Is the the water is rising. rising. The so that's from melting icebergs melting? And the water is rising, and it's a very, very serious problem. Probably not going to affect us in our lifetime, but... Our children's children are going to be very affected. Well, I saw in 2014 they had the the longest consecutive amount of days of the highest heat. Yes. So it's proven, you know, that we, you know, we are having climate changes, and it's kind of scary. About it, I happen to have the privilege of living in Malibu, California, and already I see. The difference in the in oh my the, gosh in the rising from waters. when you and I grew up here in California, we can definitely see it where there are no, no longer question beaches or you know, anything in the cliffs. And, Zuma Beach yes. and Broad Beach, yes. you know, they're they're not so broad anymore, and so forth. It's <laughs> yes. really really a serious problem. So uh, I have great respect for uh, His Highness to uh, take this on as uh, an awareness situation to make people. A lot of it has to do now with new architecture built, you know, to withstand the. Ocean rise. But what can we do as, you know, citizens of this world to not contribute to these That's to these a changes? very good question. And I tell you, after three days with all these scientists, we didn't come up with an answer like that. I mean, I don't know what one can do except respect the environment and to... Uh, 
Yeah, it's kind of out of our It's really out of our control, and and, and it's really, I think, all of our fault, actually, you know, with Yeah, well, because there's new new, uh, chemicals, there's so many environmental things that... But I think the building has a lot to do with it. Yes, indeed. Particularly in places by Dubai, where they are creating islands and changing the structure of the ocean. And I was just appalled when I took my kids to Tahiti when they were in high school. And we would go to some of the outer islands that were not populated to have a serene beach day. Mm -hmm. And we would be picking up trash all over. Well, that's really something that, uh, you know, the... That's so like you, by the way, to have your kids on vacation be picking up trash. Well, Well, I raised my kids to be environmentally conscious. You did, I know, and I love it. That's so you. Every Sunday in Malibu, I, I go on trash patrol. I have a plastic bag that I take and I pick up... Gosh, I hope I you invite it. Noel and me to come yeah. be on Trash Patrol. Yeah, is Trash Patrol, and people have yeah. got to reach out and, and you stop have to. Uh, disposing of this plastic in the ocean and bottles. and The milk bottles, the gallon and terrible. half gallon plastic milk bottles and things that so, you find. Uh, it's just horrible. Want all your listeners to join me in Trash Patrol all over the world and That's pick right. all this stuff up and get rid of it and not let it p- pollute our oceans and kill the fish and kill everything else. So... Um, yeah, very it's problem. very, very sad, and it is serious. There won't be an ocean for our grandchildren. It's not going to be the same ocean, It will be the same, sure. be the same ocean, and it will affect our diets because so many of us eat fish, yep. and the little islands survive. Like Tonga, I would think, would be mostly eating fish. Well, the truth is, you know, when the waters rise, what do you do with the people? And what, you know, yes, where do where, they go? Where do they so go? We were trying to address that situation, evacuation procedures mm-hmm. from wow. islands that the sea is taking over because of the, uh, you know, the climate change. So, uh, but on a happier note, uh, the prince is uh, doing all he can, and I'm going to continue my uh, my work too to, you know, try to do as much as I can for that wonderful cause of no pollution. Absolutely. You sound like you work with several different foundations. I do. I also, uh, you know, am am an ambassador, as I said, with Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation and then, of course, Prince Albert's Foundation and and, uh, the Annenberg Foundation also. uh, We're going to do in the uh, spring of 2016 another retreat at Sunnylands, which is going to be in concert with the World Monuments Fund. The World Monuments Fund is a group that are restoring and keeping in good shape our national treasures all over the world. Things like the pyramids and the... I love that. All of that. So we're going to gather uh, some very important people that are involved with that and uh, do that. That's uh, fascinating. In the spring of uh, of 2016. Yes, it's... uh, You know, that's another thing that has changed since you and I were younger, Gary. When we would travel the world, we could go to places like Rome, Mm -hmm. and we could step right in front of the Colosseum, Mm -hmm. or we could go to some of the other ruins and walk through them. Now they've had to put up plastic barriers. It's just the people walking on them, but the people who actually try to chip away at them and take a little piece of antiquity. All of the national monuments in every country are being destroyed, and it's also from the environment. So something does need to be done to preserve these treasures that we have all over There's the world. No and show that it's it. important because yes. some people, you know, it's forgotten. And, and we have to stress the importance. And I know the young generations were more concerned with, you know, the technology. Yes. And, and the here and the now. They're ignoring, exactly. our, they're ignoring our heritage. Yes. That's what's happening. Yes. And that's, a, that's really bad. So this uh, World Monuments Fund group... Uh, uh, is amazing, and uh, and we're going to uh, hopefully involve Prince Charles in that. He's of England. He's a very uh, important man in the area of preservation, of uh, and also ecology with his farming. Yes, yes, exactly. Environment too, and ecology, and uh, so with Prince Albert having visited Sunnylands, we're hope hopeful that next year we may be able to have a visit from the Prince of Wales and give his uh, presence to this very important matter of uh, preservation of our heritage and monuments all over the world. So that's a good thing, and I'm very happy to be a part of that. 
Okay, so I want to talk about some of your other uh, wonderful people that you used to know, and Julie Andrews is one. Julie son, Wow, you've got such my, the... <laughs> my son went to school with one of her daughters. Yes. So, so that was fun. Julie is, gosh... Julie is Julie Andrews. There's only one. And what a marriage. And Julie and Blake. We have to know, out of everyone that you've met, and this, think about it, and then we'll continue, but out of everyone you've met, male, female, royal, actress, anyone, who has been the most impactful in your life? But but we'll wait. Tell us about Julie Andrews first. All right. Julie <laughs> Andrews is, uh, I call her a, a triple hitter. She sings, dances, and acts. She That's can right. Do comedy, she's drama, excellent. so forth. She mm-hmm. is also one of the nicest, nicest people. A perfectionist, and I had the great pleasure of uh, producing a movie with her, with Jim Garner. I knew you were going to say that, and, Emily. Uh, well, it wasn't Emily. It was called One Special Night. Oh, One Special Night. One That's special right. One Special Night. That's we right. We did it up in Canada, and that was great. Got and, the names uh, mixed Julie up. Julie now is, is producing and directing. And she had that awful problem with her voice, you know, when she That's lost right. her voice. And uh, But she still sings a little bit, and uh, she's just very, very special. Uh, she's very friendly with my good friend Carol Burnett, who I went who to Who is co- just so funny. She's great. I went to college with Carol, and uh, Carol's the only person in the world that calls me Pud. Pud? That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That is cute. Yeah, she, she calls me Pud. And uh, she was great in college and uh, still is. And these ladies are, you know, still out there. They're doing their work. They are. They're wonderful. It's just amazing. Well, we all are. (laughs) We all are indeed. I don't believe in retirement, you see. I I think that life would be very boring without staying engaged and being engaging. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I've been at it a long time and... uh, People say to me, you know, why don't you take a vacation? And I say, my whole life has been a vacation. I've had the privilege of being all over the world and meeting dignitaries and presidents and popes and movie stars and all that stuff. And uh, But I've just had a, had a great time and continue to do that. You asked me who's my favorite yes. person of all of this stuff? The Gosh. one that made the biggest impact on you. Biggest impact, gosh, I would have to say. Uh, I'm sure it's tough. Well, we can break it down say, into uh, who influenced your well, life the you, most. Well, I don't know. Influ- President Reagan was a major, major. Yay! I would person, imagine. You know, wow. For me to to meet, and wow. I spent ten ten New Year's Eves with the president and Nancy. Uh, at Sunny Lands when the Annenbergs would have their famous New Year's Eves. That's right. And through those 10 years, I met, you know, the greats. Margaret Thatcher would be there one year. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, you know, wow, that all would of these be, incredible oh, people. and uh, You just have the life. The heads of state from all over the place, other presidents, president. Uh, now, you have a lot of experience with presidents. What is one of the youngest memories of interacting with Well, Eisenhower. Well, Eisenhower. <laughs> so how did you oh, tell the story? We're going to talk about oh. this and how you started your career when we come back okay. from break. Okay, good enough. One La Contessa Skincare, always searching the world to bring you the finest ingredients and techniques for a more glowing, youthful appearance. Introducing La Contessa Stem Cell Complex Face and Neck Serum, an invigorating formula that uses the incredible longevity inherent in the stem cells of a rare Swiss apple to transfer preservation and longevity onto your skin. You'll notice younger looking and feeling skin after only a few applications. Discover and try La Contessa Skincare for yourself at LaContessaSkincare.com. That's LaContessaSkinCare.com. Follow your favorite shows on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7, iHeartRadio.com slash talk. Welcome back. It's Dishing with Judith and our special guest today sharing his experiences with Noelle and me. is Gary Pudney, and he's just about to tell us how he got into showbiz. 
Okay, well, I uh, grew up in uh, Southern California, and uh, I was about to go to UCLA to begin college, and I got a job as a page boy at uh, CBS. And you started from the bottom, now you're here? You there know that you song? go, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I never really believed those stories. Me either, and because I'm Judith, believing I know. Now. Well, Judith and I don't take the very uh, traditional approach of doing that. <laughs> so we really admire this in you, that you did this. Yeah, well, it's incredible. You know. I tell you, I think I learned more as a page boy at CBS for four years than I did in college. So what is in this? What yeah. did it that involve back? When well, my you first started? job was I had to answer. And how old were you? I was seventeen. Wow! I, I, wow! I, I, had to answer Jack Benny's phone in his dressing room. He Jack Benny. So how did you answer it? Do you remember? Mr. Benny's room. Oh, that's a friendly hello. Yes, indeed. And that was amazing because I met all these people that would come and visit uh, Jack uh, during those years. And that's when I first met Marilyn Monroe when she was Woo-hoo! on the show. Elsie, was she really sexy? And she was really sexy. And, the most uh, important thing and, is, did she wear any panties? Uh, no, the most important thing is tell us her size. Like, who is she the size of in person? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today. You mean comparing? Because, yeah, because I am, I'm always fascinated with people saying, oh, well, she was a size 8. You know, she wasn't this thin girl. And now in today's society, everyone's like thin, thin, thin. But then a size 8 also was very different. So tell us, oh, what, when you saw her, were you like, was totally she voluptuous? Was she, she was very voluptuous. And she was wow. so beautiful and so nice and so nervous about being on the show. <gasps> And, you know, Nervous. instead of getting paid, she wanted a white Cadillac convertible. I remember that Jack, <laughs> oh my Jack had, to, had to okay that to, to, you know, to have Marilyn Monroe on. But uh, one day I was answering the phone and Mr. Benny came over to me and I said, Gary, get me President Eisenhower on the phone, please. What? Now, I knew, I knew that they knew each other. Yes, he did. And. So I thought, my God, how do I do this? So I I got the number of the White House, and I called, and I said, this is Jack Benny's page boy, and I'm calling. Mr. Benny would like to speak (laughs) to President Eisenhower. And they put me on hold, and about for a minute, all of a sudden, this voice came on, and it was Ike. I can't believe that. He came on the phone. (laughs) And you were 17? 17. I said, Mr. Benny, this is the president, and... And he came on with the pin. He said, Ike, I've got a joke for you. So he told President Eisenhower. Was it dirty or clean? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was kind of mid. Mid, okay. (laughs) And were you shaking? Like, were you just so nervous or did you have... No, I just thought that was the greatest thing. And, you know, and his good friend George Burns would come and visit Jack in the dressing room. And did they smoke cigars together? They smoked cigars. They had pet names for each other, Google and Tootsie. Really? they would call each other those names all the time and it was just amazing and there I sat you know seeing these legends 
come in and out all the time, Red Skelton and all these people. Oh, my gosh. Jackie Gleason and Danny oh, Kaye. My and, favorite. Oh, my God. I yeah. lived across the street from his estate one time. There you go. But let me ask you something. Did Jack Benny really have a talent for playing the violin? I've heard he was really yes, close he to being did. a concert he, he, violinist. He, he did, and he would practice that violin all the time in the dressing room. And he then lived uh, next door to Lucille Ball. Oh, yes. And Down uh, you across the street from Jimmy Stewart. That's right? exactly right. Mm-hmm. Jimmy lived on one corner and Lucy on the other. And Jack and Mary Benny lived next door. And Mary Benny <laughs> used to make Jack practice, but he'd have to do it in the garage. <laughs> I remember <laughs> he would be complaining that Mary made him practice his violin. Can you imagine those days? You know, I've lived in that area for many, many yeah. years, but I've never really been in showbiz until now doing my radio show but i've always just been impressed by everybody and their talents not oh being, sure not yeah. being starstruck but being really amazed with the talents people want can you imagine lucy running over to jimmy's and saying may i borrow Absolutely. a cup of sugar well as years went on and i you know was at abc i met and 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 really had a lovely relationship with Lucy Arnaz, Lucille's daughter. Daughter, you know, mm-hmm. and she and I were great buddies. And uh, and what are they up to now? Do you have any idea? Yes. Well, Lucy lives in Palm Springs, and she's on the road right now in Pippin. She's playing one of the leads in Pippin. Really? But I remember when we were dating, uh, Lucille Ball. Uh, called me at my office at ABC and said, uh, I'd like you to come over and I want to talk to you, Gary. <laughs> so I said, okay. And I went over to Lucy's house and uh, sat down and she said, uh, what are your intentions towards my daughter? Oh, my goodness. So I said, uh, well, I'll take $5 million to marry her or $5 million not to marry her. Your decision is <laughs> And she laughed. And she bust out laughing, and we became very, very good friends, uh, Lucille Ball and myself. (laughs) One of the highlights of my life was going there for dinner one night, and she had Bob Hope and Jack Benny and Jimmy Oh, my goodness. (laughs) How could you even eat? I would think you'd be doubled over in laughter through the whole meal. Yeah, I'm just (laughs) so privileged to have had those moments. I really have. And today's well, I'm so glad you're here to share them. Well, thank you. It's because a pleasure. Because it's remarkable. Yeah. Are you, do, I don't know if you do a blog, what about a documentary? Well, you a are writing book? a book, Conversations yes, with Gary. Yes, I'm, I'm going to write, I'm in the midst of writing a book, you know, uh, which I have been trying to finish for years and years and years. And uh, about Let's my, step it up here. My, I know, because stories. I'm like, let's... Well, you know, there's there's more to more to write about. I haven't slowed down. You but know, then that's, that's the sequel. Amazing. Yeah. I've got great Michael Jackson stuff that I haven't gotten to write about yet, which, you know, I thought he was <laughs> an he amazing was performer boy, and one of the amazing. greatest of all time. And I've had... Uh, Great experiences with Michael and. Uh, now I met Michael Jackson at Veritas. Do you remember Veritas? Yes, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> I met Michael there, and he had one glove on, and he came yes. over, and he was so young, and he was drinking orange juice. Yes, indeed. And so polite and so wonderful. Very much so. He had another personality, though. He was. Did he? He, he could be very fierce. Uh, well, he was. Probably he he was tough. He That's had a, a side fierce to him family. That was very, very, very fierce. And, fierce uh, family, and he was the talent. Yep, he was. I mean, he, they're all talented, but yeah. I mean, he, I'm sure he had to sort of protect himself. Well, you know, he had good teachers. You know, Fred Astaire and Gene yes. Kelly taught yes. him how to dance. When it's he was a fabulous. Kid, and uh, he was one of the greatest of all time, as was uh, as was Judy Garland, who I also knew when I was mm. very, very young, and. Uh, so today's people are too, you know, are equally wonderful. There's some great, great, great stars out there that. Uh, okay, well now here you were very much into television mm-hmm. and some movies, but I don't feel that Hollywood is like it used to be producing great movies. I went to the movie the other day to see American Sniper, which I happen to actually love, and it really touched my heart. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching the previews, and they're either remakes of old classics, or they're all robots. Yep. And obviously, I'm a chick, and I'm into 
other things. Mm-hmm. Not I'm not necessarily into just romances because I'm not that keen on them. Mm-hmm. But I, I like mysteries. I like thinking movies mm-hmm. to really figure out what is going on in them and be entertained. And I don't find New Hollywood the same. Well, it's they're all out there. I mean, you know, the movies for television too, and what's happening with the HBO and the Netflix and all that stuff. There's some new experiments being done with movies. It's, uh, about the boy, this movie is out. You have know, you seen it? I have not seen it, and I'm very. I feel like it's kind of a documentary of my life. You know. It, uh, <laughs> well, I'd be, but do you think there's a place for movies and a place for network television yeah. anymore? I What's think, happening? Is it what? Where is it going? Well, I think where it's going is is the internet is where it's all going. <laughs> it's so crazy. well, it is absolutely. I you can know, stream anything yeah, live. Yeah, people now watch movies on on their television sets and yes. stuff. And you know, when I go to a movie, I want to go to a movie theater and see it on a big. I screen do too, and, and so do the film studios. You know? yeah. I love that also, but I'm wondering, you know, here we can all afford to go to a movie. Mm-hmm. But movies are becoming so prohibitively expensive. It's like sporting events. So average America, how much can they afford to take their family to see Frozen or something like that? You go and pay almost $20 for a ticket. Yes, and then they have the luxury theaters, which are amazing. They're close to 40. And everybody wants that now. I know. They've gotten so expensive. Mm -hmm. But I'm a firm television man. I, I think that what's available on this, on television is extraordinary, you know, and there's all of the nature things and all of the documentaries. And cable and all has of the cable really opened it up. Opened it up. And uh, what's so great for the talent is there's so many places to go and so many places to work and so many... Well, I'm seeing a lot of actresses, you know, mainstream actresses now, they're in commercials. Yeah. Well, and that's putting the commercial actors And that means all of our waitresses. Yes. Don't have work. <laughs> right. TV work. All, all of the big Especially stars do commercials. LA, they yes. mostly do them in Japan. Have they always yes. done it? Because yes. I'm just noticing it they've more now. No, they've always done it. They've yes. always oh, done it. Okay. They, can, they don't show them in the United States, so they oh, go over. Oh, because well, I see Jennifer Aniston's on the face of Advino. Yes. Jennifer Garner's the face well, of, they've of been doing that. You know, Maybelline. Stars have endorsed skincare products and cosmetics for well, years. Well, did you hear the latest? But look at Matthew McConaughey. Endorsing Lincoln, and the I loved went that twenty six percent. But did you hear the latest month? commercial yeah. brand endorsement? No Lindsay idea. Lohan for eSurance. <laughs> I'm not kidding; it's true. She eSurance signed a deal with her. She's now the. I think it's brilliant. She obviously needs insurance, and especially I don't even insurance. know what to say about that. Tell me, do you think there's too much skin in movies now? Television and movies. I mean, now because we have the ten o'clock is now adult hour. Yeah, I think. I, well, you know, what's wrong with a lot of skin? I love it. So I think that. Uh, you know, in good I like that too. answer. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I watched the I mean, Whitney I mean, documentary or, or film uh, about Whitney Houston, and the first half of it was in bed. Yeah. So that didn't tell me really the story of Whitney. Well, the story of Whitney is... Or maybe that is the story of in, Whitney. I was involved with Whitney at when I produced the World Music Awards uh, mm-hmm. in Monaco, which... I produced for 10 years for ABC, and she was on it two or three times. There was nobody like her. I mean, that voice was a gift Uh, from God. She was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. And the great Clive Davis, who discovered her, you know. I recently watched her Lifetime um, documentary. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so did I. And did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. I I watched it twice. I did not (gasps) like it. Did you watch Bobby Brown's um, No, I didn't. The interview following it. I forgot to tape that one. And then they had an hour (laughs) after that, which were Whitney's greatest performances. I watched halfway. That got kind of late. One of which was what we did in Las Vegas with the World Music Awards. They took one of the numbers that she did there and put it in that sequence yeah she was amazing but uh you know drugs are bad and that's it that's right happened that was a very clear message too yeah that was a very clear message and uh you know that's what destroyed her well do you think that this is part you know they've done movies on this before where they uh 
talk about the star who is rising quickly and in the morning they get up and they're working out and running and running and then they're going to film and makeup and hair and wardrobe and then they're Mm -hmm. on set and then it's running over because we need so many takes and they're on set until two or three in the morning and then they go to bed so they're taking a downer to go to sleep they're taking an an upper upper to get up up. and it's a a continuing role they're being run down it's yeah they're being run down really quickly. So do you think the studios are at fault with this, or is it the star trying to keep up their agents? they're young and, and they need to well, make going, the money going back while they're to, young? Going back to Judy Garland when she was That's right. starting, you know, when they had her on uppers and downers right. and in-betweeners to keep her working, keep her... That's right. Know, I did notice that. that Bobby Brown was constantly talking about they, mm. her team, her team, whether it be her family, her agents. So they, it's it's all about who you surround yourself with. And I think sometimes everyone can get caught up in it and use you as like a puppet. Sure. And then before you know it, you've self-destructed. Really, people, people are human and you cannot go 24 hours a no, day. You no, can't, you can't. But you got to, well, they say, you know, you got to strike while it's hot. So that's what they, a lot. Of, and I see it changing though. I see a lot of younger um, artists, especially in the music industry, taking it a little bit slower you know they're taking time off and like taking time to write a new album and and i think that's great because they know that the longevity is well gary going to come from that do you think this has something to do with back in the day the studios owned the actors they had a contract they were only with one studio and now people tend to go to different places and they write their own contracts. right well you know elizabeth taylor used to talk about that when you know when she was under contract when she was a young girl to uh to Metro Goldwyn Mayer, they had all these people that were these young people, Debbie Reynolds and Elizabeth, and all of these people. The studio did everything for them. They went to school there. Mm-hmm. They did everything. They were the control over their life. Whereas now the stars today, I mean, there some of them are so powerful and so rich, and they do what they want, and they don't need the studios. You know, it's uh, twenty five million well, a picture or more. Yes, that's yeah, true. Well, they do need it a little bit but there's now other ways to make money on top of that from a success that a studio has given you well you yeah. need to be able to be signed by a studio to 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 do a movie or a television series something well they like were that. just but they really literally owned you in the in well the beginning. It, it, they are in the power because they have the financial backing from you know to make the movies yep. to begin with but so they i just saw today on um that we were talking they were talking about on the news uh just the the box office actors and actresses that can get people to the box office Mm -hmm. here in the states and who do you think you know today really is able to do that because those are the people that have the power well i think uh probably you know the the bradley coopers those kinds of people that are that they call billing above the title right you know those names above the title that can bring in uh angelina jolie brad Mm -hmm. pitt yes Johnny Depp, too, I think, you know. Johnny Depp, but they were actually talking about how Johnny Depp can't, it, it, unless it's the, the sequels, and, yeah, uh, yeah so well, it's he's interesting. An, he's an adventurer. He, he yeah. goes out and does a lot of wonderful, strange things. Strange. He's phenomenal. But, uh, he I just is. saw Mordecai, and he's and, just phenomenal. Yeah, and he's now going to do, for Jerry Bruckheimer, the another Pirates movie there. Yes. Shooting it uh, in Australia. And uh, but those those kinds of stars are few and far between. Uh, well, they don't make them like they used what to. What do you think about the controversy that Al Sharpton has started? That uh, Hollywood is not colorblind. I don't think that's true. I really don't. Uh, you know, I personally don't feel it's true. I, I think don't they, think so. I mean, you know, people forget about Sidney Poitier and those that's right. people mm-hmm. that uh, you know. We're right on you know, long, long time ago, and uh, Dorothy Dandridge and some of the wonderful, great stars. Mm. That, that I love Dorothy Dandridge. Yeah, she was yes. great. And uh, so, you know, I think Mr. Sharpton should, you know, be quiet. Keep his opinions to himself. I mean, but also well, that, was a that huge... brings up another thing. What about celebrities giving their opinions? There's the big controversy over the interview with the South Korean dictator being murdered okay nobody wanted to see it it kind of smacks of publicity everybody goes on the internet and they talk about it i heard it was a terrible movie i didn't waste my time with it but now seth rogan and michael moore right 
I will be quite honest, I'm not fans of either one of them. I don't want to go to a movie and see a guy film about dumb and dumber. It doesn't appeal to me. I love right. Seth I Rogen. know it does to a lot of people, but it's not my kind of movie, but that's why we live in America. I am not a fan of Michael Moore's because they're totally the opposite way. Well, I think it becomes, it's all, it's all about freedom of speech, really, yes. where it is, and that's what you have to stand behind, and uh, uh, I think that... Uh, Why do you think they backed off, though? Uh, well, when you say backed off, you're speaking now... Well, of, when Michael Moore said that uh, a sniper was a coward, we shouldn't mm. be glorifying them, which I don't think the movie did glorify him. I thought it showed the very yeah. horrible... I think it's all to get publicity to get Rogan the people to the box office. likened them to being Nazis, and they both backed off and said no. Because the, the movie came out. So they don't need to talk about it because it's all about that opening weekend. No, they talked think, about no, they right. talked about it afterwards. Well, they it seems that a lot of people think it's not. It's, it's a very important movie. I mean, apparently, it's made more money opening weekend than any movie in the history. And, there's uh, always good American to come Sniper from con- yes. yeah, yeah, from yes. controversy. Yes, and yeah. when you can create that buzz, it's going to get more people aware of it, and that's a win for them. I think that. Uh, there's enough for everybody. There's all kinds of movies, all kinds of different subjects, all kinds of controversy, and you know, you 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 pick it. You 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 pay your money, go see what you want, and no one's forcing you. No one's forcing you. You're right. But there has been a lot of a lot of talk about just controversial um, opinions around so many movies that have come out, and I just laugh because I I've worked for a film studio where I know the the publicists thought process mm-hmm. and it's all about getting people to sure. buy a ticket to the movie sure. at any cost for sure well when you see the ads every day in your newspaper for movies i mean it costs more for all of these ads yeah than it does to Just make, put out a story movies, absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. You know, they're here to stay i'm glad <laughs> i'm too we want to talk a little bit about Sunnylands and what goes on down there and give a little background on Sunnylands, the annenberg estate well, Sunnylands, uh, you know, of course, was created by Walter and Lee Annenberg, and um, uh, it was left in perpetuity and funded by the Annenbergs uh, when they passed away to be used as a meeting place for world leaders to get together and kind of roll up their sleeves and privacy and do some serious thinking. President Obama's been there twice. The president of China has been with him there. The king of Morocco and uh, Prince Albert recently with his uh, his uh, retreat for the environment. And it's doing great work. And uh, uh, it's a paradise that uh, uh, was created and uh, it's totally secure. So people, you know, world leaders can come and not worry about, you know, being uh, shot at. And uh, or the paparazzi, the paparazzi. There's no paparazzi around Sunnyvale, right. believe me. Right. And uh, the Annenberg Foundation is is part of that, which of course is headed up by the incredible Wallace Annenberg, who is the daughter of Walter Annenberg, who created this wonderful, uh, beautiful theater in yes, Beverly in Hills Beverly now Hills. called yes. the Wallace, and mm, yes. uh, beautiful and her work long and overdue. The, uh, Annenberg Beach Club out in Santa Monica for the public and the Annenberg Space for Photography in Century City. She's carried the legacy of her father, uh, so proud of her, and uh, a longtime friend of almost half a century. And uh, her work and the work of her children continues to, you know, carry on that tradition. Uh, so Sunnylands is a shining example of of a place uh, that properly controlled is a magnet for people to come. The public can come visit it down there in the gardens, uh, which is quite beautiful to see. But the main thing that they do is to uh, try to solve world problems by gathering leaders to come and discuss with each other and find solutions. So I'm very happy to be a part of making some of that possible. Uh, As I said, uh, the next big thing... In uh, the spring of 2016, hopefully, will be the uh, World Monuments Fund gathering, and which will be a very important thing to preserve heritage from wonderful places around the world and not let it all go into decay. 
So that's the Sunnyland story. Absolutely. And what we want to do for Sunnylands and also for uh, Prince Albert's Foundation is we will put them up on our website, which is noeldishingwithjudith.com. And we'll put a link on there for these foundations. That's terrific. And and also a link to Gary's company because Gary does some interesting things. If you're interested in hearing more about all the stars he knew and helped make their careers and all of his experiences – he has a website, and you can ask him to come and be a speaker at one of your <laughs> functions, which I think would I be think, fabulous. Oh, my gosh. You've I've got some that. stories have, to I, tell. I've done quite a bit of that on the cruise lines, and, and uh, uh, I like to talk about uh, you know people that I've met and fascinating people. I have a saying that everybody has two businesses, theirs and show business. That's right. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's always kind of interesting to, uh, to do that for uh, the public. I think it's an amazing thing. I just could sit and listen to you all day long. Me too. So leave us with one story about one of your favorite stars that we didn't get to today. Wow. Let's see. Let's pick Johnny Carson. Okay. Okay. There's never enough news about Johnny. Johnny Carson, yep. Well, when I was at ABC... um, you know, ABC traditionally has had the Academy Awards for years and years and years and years and years on ABC. And that was part of my responsibility then to supervise on behalf of the network every year the Academy Awards. So it came time to pick a host for the Academy Awards, and I had an idea to get Johnny Carson. Well, Johnny had an ironclad contract at NBC. And uh, people thought I was crazy. He said, you'll never be able to. They'll never allow Johnny to come over and, you know, host the Academy Awards. And uh, so I got on the phone and I called him and I said, introduce myself and who I was. And I said, we'd like you to host the Academy Awards. And he said, you mean the Emmy Awards, don't you, in television? <laughs> and I said, no, the Academy Awards. He said, you know what, I think that would be kind of fun. So I said, well, let me see what I can do. So I called Johnny's lawyer and got together with him and found out that he had a clause in his contract that he could do one outside guest appearance, just one. And meaning a guest appearance would be just like a walk-on in somebody else's show or something like that. Mm -hmm. So he used that as an excuse to do a guest appearance, but be the host of the Academy Awards. And those were the best years. So for five years, he hosted the Academy Awards on that one little guest One appearance. Listen, Gary, as I knew we would, we've run out of time. So please come back and visit us again. We were honored to have you, and I want to leave you, everybody, with these words. Cherish yesterday, dream tomorrow, and And live today. today. Very good. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.